Hi, welcome back to episode 23 of our A to Z podcast about coronavirus around the world. Today's letter is W, and we have chosen Wales. As of today, there are 3,790 confirmed cases and 212 deaths. Their population is 3 million people and is located east of Ireland. Wales is a sparsely populated region of the United Kingdom. It accounts for only 3.4% of the UK's total GDP and underperforms economically. So one of the first issues that Wales is facing is that of budgeting. The Welsh First Minister has argued that Wales should receive a boost in funding from Westminster because of its aging, vulnerable population, as the number of COVID-19 cases soared in the south of the country. A hotspot of coronavirus cases is continuing to rise in and around the city of Newport and some former mining and heavy industry areas in the Gwent Valleys, while the number of cases in the Cardiff area has also gone up sharply. The reason why there is much concern in Wales is because, in general, it has an older and sicker population than the United Kingdom as a whole. And they are combating the coronavirus by urging anyone who suspects that they have caught the virus to avoid visiting their GP surgery, hospitals, or pharmacies. And only if the coronavirus symptoms become unmanageable, worsen, or do not get better after seven days, then and then that should be the time when the hotline should be called. In an effort to stamp out the virus and to stop the NHS from collapsing under pressure, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, who by the way also tested positive for COVID-19 on Friday, issued a televised stay-at-home order on March 24th, which banned citizens from leaving their homes unless absolutely essential. The four limited purposes for venturing outside are doing one form of exercise a day, either on your own or with household family members, traveling to or from work if vital, providing medical services, or shopping for basic necessities. And he also emphasized the fact that people should not be meeting their friends and should not be meeting family members who do not live in their house to limit the spread. And the lockdown may continue for the next couple of months. And this is similar to the restrictions imposed on Britain during World War II. And there is a closure of non-essential shops, gyms, and places of worship. Social events, which violate the rules of social distancing, such as weddings and christenings, have also been postponed. However, he's still allowing for funerals to be taken place. So it's interesting that he allowed for funerals to take place because personally, uh, one of my mom's friends was um, infected by the coronavirus, and this is one of her childhood friends, so we don't know them personally right now, but we were still informed of her death, and we realized that they weren't allowed to hold a funeral. Instead, close family members were allowed to join a Zoom call and see the cremation of the body and that would be an hour max. So it's interesting to see that other countries are allowing funerals to take place, whereas the United States is banning that as of right now. Um, Okay, so without a huge national effort to halt the growth of this virus, there will come a moment when no health services in the world can possibly cope 
there won't be enough medical supplies such as ventilators, intensive care beds, and even doctors and nurses. And Wales is part of the United Kingdom, so a majority of their actions and laws have been passed collectively among the members of the United Kingdom. One crucial step in the stop uh, in the prevention of the coronavirus, not the prevention necessarily, but just to ensure that the pandemic passes, is the development of vaccines and researchers. And researchers at the University of Oxford's um, Jenner Institute and Vaccine Group have begun recruiting 510 healthy 18 to 55 year old volunteers for an upcoming corona vaccine trial. The university's announcement on their Twitter account states that the trial is a crucial step in the fight against the virus, which makes use of adenovirus cells derived from chimpanzees. A chimpanzee adenovirus vaccine vector was chosen as the most suitable vaccine technology for COVID-19 vaccine as it can generate a strong immune response from one dose and it is also safe for children, the elderly, and anyone with a pre-existing condition such as diabetes. Chimpanzee adenoviral vectors are a very well-studied vaccine type, having been used safely in thousands of subjects from one week to 90 years of age in vaccines targeting over 10 different diseases. I think that's definitely interesting because as of right now, we've seen multiple countries take pretty much all countries take preventive measures telling citizens to stay inside and social distance but all of that would be useless if the vaccine wasn't created we would be social distancing for maybe the next like year or two or even more than that possibly if the vaccine hadn't been developed so i think that if certain countries who have the resources required to develop these um develop these vaccines take initiative it is definitely crucial to stopping the spread of the coronavirus. And I think what makes this situation particularly tricky and like why there is no certain end is because we haven't developed the perfect technology in order to create an end, which is why it's unknown if there will ever be an end because we aren't even sure with the warmer months if the coronavirus will even go away. So only time will tell. Interesting is that as of right now, we saw that the Welsh First Minister argued that Wales should be receiving a boost in funding because of its aging, vulnerable population. But what I think we should consider is that should we not uh, focus most of our the resources towards people who have, this might seem morbid, but more to contribute to society at this point, if they have multiple years of, ahead of them and they can now become contributing members of society, would we not want to divert resources towards those citizens as opposed to citizens who might not be doing much for the economy right now? Well, that's it for today's podcast on Wales. Be sure to join us next time to find out what country we choose to explore for the next letter in our series. This is Vina. This is Sophia. Thank you for listening.